Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. As always, I am the slightly uh, off-color doppelganger, Dan Ryan, mm. joined by my co-host. Uh, Axe, Silver Axe, really struck a mighty blow on that <laughs> Thursday. Uh, I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and this is my public apology. <laughs> oh, come on! Oh, you haven't heard oh, what I've heard. come on! Well, I'm just gonna say, I don't know when this episode goes up. It might be after our It's a Wonderful Life thing, and I was a slightly little bit inebriated during that episode, slurring my words and such, but... uh. You know, it was an experience that you had to be there for. And it's a learning experience. Some of the mics were a little bit off on that second recording. I could have turned some of them up, but uh, it's a learning experience, and next year will be all the better for it. Well, and it was also a very, like, long Night. set. And you, yeah. you, you corralled it. You kind of <laughs> took that upon yourself mm-hmm. and corralled it. Yeah. And, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a kind of, a, by our standards, a monumentous task. Yes. So it, it kind of... I mean, we, we went right... From the huge Rankin Bass thing into, yep, a, you know, a huge movie. So it was a lot of it was a lot of uh, balls mm-hmm. to keep in the air, as it were. <laughs> you're, you're very kind, and I hope the internet is just as kind as you. Surely, right? Well, the Citizen Kane critics will be. <laughs> well, that'll be next year when that comes out. You'll I'll have be... to uh, write the puff pieces. <laughs> I'll assure everyone right now that that liquor cabinet will be locked. And I'll have a, I'll have like a scheme where Dan has the key and I have to try and steal it back from him. Yeah, I'll drop it down my bosom and yeah. then we'll yeah, yeah. So it'll be a whole thing. But yeah, I want to thank you for that. It's the New Year's new us. We're getting into the tail end of this year, kind of sort of. Well, New Year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we're getting to New Year, new anime. New surprises on the horizon. Yes. That's all I could say for now. Mm. Yes, but uh, um, how was your few days apart, dear? Um, well, in those few days, I uh, I watched Encanto. Encanto. Ooh, Encanto. Encanto. Seven foot frame with rats along his back. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. I've had that song playing almost constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so TikTok will be right on your side this week. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I loved it. I absolutely, mm-hmm. it was right at the ass end of the year, but I, it might be one of my faves of 2021. Mm-hmm. My fave is, part uh, is grandma's guilting family members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it. Like, I think in the theater, because I was surrounded by children, maybe I didn't like it as much, but now it's oh. on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I watched yeah. it. I, I, I'm not uh, <laughs> deigning to, to go out for that. And that was not the perfect companion piece to watch with House of Gucci, let me just say. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad uh, you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, too. I think the music grew on me a little bit more. There's uh, Louisa's song. Um, the Family Madrigal, which apparently Lin-Manuel wanted to be the hit, but then, of course, everybody's talking about Bruno is the legitimate hit of the piece. Yeah. 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 I could see that it's a stage musical. I think the internet is also seeing its popularity, so I would suspect that, like, a series will be in development real soon. Yeah, pe- a yeah. lot of people seem to be asking for that, mm-hmm. so... Who knows? Yep. Um, I mean, since it's been such a short span of time... Yep. Uh, I don't really have any huge news. Oh, we've got one big one that we have to talk about. Well, yeah, I figured yeah. I would leave that oh, okay. to you. Yeah, um, that's the only thing I have, so good on you, Dan. But, uh, you know, again, I, I, I brought it up, but the peanut gallery <laughs> shot it down <laughs> mm. on one of our Christmas episodes. But the book of Boba Fett did come oh, out. Yes. Um, it doesn't seem to be packing the same punch with audiences as The Mandalorian has, but mm. I... As a as a uh, tried and true Boba Fett fan, um, I love it. You see some things that have been teased at for for decades now. You're literally Patton Oswalt in Parks and Rec. <laughs> uh, yes, I am. Um, <laughs> but uh, it is it is very good. 
in that regard. Um, I, I guess it's just kind of setting up what he's doing in between, like, Return of the Jedi and the present day in that timeline. Um, Tamora Morrison obviously cares a great deal about the role. Mm. Um, he's kind of playing Boba as, like, an older, dented iron type of figure. Um, and it's entertaining. Again, it doesn't seem to be making as much of, like, a splash as... The Mando did at its high points, but it has a very similar, like, minimal Samurai Jack, like, this is a, a lone dude on these adventures with a few companions, um, and we're gonna, we're gonna show instead of tell. Mm. So, entertaining, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think the only other small piece of news, uh, is that I think we've gotten progressively more snippets from uh legends arceus mm. they seem to be correcting things mm. graphically like cyndaquil has yep. regular fire instead of the plastic spikes um and mm -hmm. pokemon have molded like features instead of jpegs mm. so it, it it's a uh, but how are the trees I don't know how the tree the trees look the same, but mm. I that and that's what it'll come down well, to. Now we can play that putt putt and Freddy Fish on the Switch too. So you know the Switch <sighs> can handle the bare minimum of games. <laughs> I just I, I don't. I mean, I'm that. just hoping and praying that it's good for you, Dan. I'm sure you'll love it either way. Uh, well, yeah, I think I think it'll be. Uh, I think I'm going to certainly enjoy it. I. I, again, the thing that, that seems to be the case is that people should not go in expecting, like, Breath of the Wild. Mm. Um, it seems like it's very much confined to... You can kind of do some open-world stuff, but only in the context of the given areas of the map. So that might upset people, I don't know. Mm. Um, but we'll see what happens, and... and again, you can never predict how things are going to go in Game Freak's perspective, so... <laughs> I would hope that maybe if this does okay, we get more Legends games. Like, mm. people have suggested, like, a Legends Zygarde set in old-timey France. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, other... You know, or even, like, an old-timey Kyurem one set in, like... I can't wait for Slurpuff baguette form. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I guess that would be the, yeah, the early version of a cake. I don't mm. know, but... Uh, no, he'd be, like, a Marie Antoinette... Yeah. Yeah. Let the meat cake type mm. uh, thing. So, um, but I don't know. So, but again, we'll have to see because if this gets, if people thumb their noses at this, then Game Freak will be like, we never intended to do this. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens. Um, and then other leakers are like, oh, well, after this is out, keep an eye on April. And what does that mean? I, so. <laughs> What's happening in April? I don't know. Maybe we'll get the next announcement. I, who, who's to say? Hmm. Because, um, again, we don't know how these teams are rotating through things, uh, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So that's that's all the only news that I have. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have one little story. Thanks to some uh, lucky circumstances, some Redditors found uh, some screeners for this year's Oscar choices. And thanks to Matt Cabrera, you know, <laughs> lovingly, we've received some of those codes for some films that you might not have had the chance to see. Um, one of them is a Japanese drama film, Drive My Car, co-written and directed by Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Um, and it's it was selected to compete for the Palme d'Ur at the 2021 Cannes Film Festival. Mm -hmm. You know, those are two things that like, ooh, I'll take notice in this. And I watched it. It was three hours long 
very long indeed. Um, it felt a little bit overly long, but I do have a speed up function on my computer, which makes anything watchable, Dan. Mm-hmm. You can crank that baby up and then you're done in like two hours and it's a good time. But yeah. I enjoyed it. And what people didn't tell me and what I didn't deduce from like the title Drive My Car is that this is mostly a piece about theater and mm-hmm. like a director is trying to put on production of Uncle Vanya. Um <laughs> And, uh, I, uh, doesn't mean anything well, to me. Chekhov, Dan, to... you know, the seagull, does it ring a bell? I, I uh, suppose. I, the cherry that? orchard? <laughs> no, I, no, I, no. I know about, uh, well, JoJo's, uh, I, uh, I don't. Well, <laughs> it, it felt like he was trying to put on, like, in the, the story adjacent is like, oh, this guy's wife dies suddenly, but the wife cheated on him, but he can't get past like that Mm -hmm. like he kind of obsesses over that and he's using theater as an outlet he's like lashing out at people during directing and trying to put on this production which is incredible it's like a mix of like japanese korean sign language like it's just his unique production approach is using all these mediums to convey the story and it really works Mm -hmm. but um it feels like a real world Chekhov. i don't since you're not familiar with that it's like heavy life I don't know, like, self-examining ex- yourself during life. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that it could have leaned a little bit more into comedy because the way I've seen Chekhov performed is, like, he was kind of funny in the writing, too. So he would, like, slip jokes and serious dialogue. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the cherry orchard's being cut down and then someone would fall down the stairs and be like, what did you say? Like, <laughs> you, you would hear that. But it, it, I thought it was good. Um, maybe a little bit long. I'm just happy to see it. It was Japanese film. Yeah, yeah. So I figured now's the time to mention that. So I got that out of the way. Of yeah. course. Um, and then our next big one. <laughs> we made a return somewhere, Dan. Uh, we did. And I, I think we have to address it. Uh, we watched the 10th anniversary special on HBO Max, right? Tw- it might be 20th. 20th. Yeah. Tw- oh, Jesus. <laughs> we're, we're no, because you know, 2001 yeah. was the, was the uh, first one. So yeah. All right. Well, it's been 10 years since the film stopped, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So at least there's that to cling on to. But we did watch the Return to Hogwarts special on HBO Max. We did. Uh, we will not mention she who must be named, but she did have, as you said, a Jonathan moment where here's an interview from 2019. Here's archival footage with an asterisk next to it. <sighs> but overall, I thought it was well done, separating yeah. the film's impact from a certain author's impact. Yeah, I think they they did a good job of uh, of 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 that because it was very much about the films. It was about like the you know, it was like them reflecting on the production of each film and what mm-hmm. was going through their minds. And I enjoyed that. Yeah, I in the process of um of like when when Book of Boba Fett came out, uh, Disney had put up like a a little documentary thing about Boba Fett, mm-hmm. and then in the process, I ended up watching this Star Wars Empire of Dreams documentary that uh, it used to come packaged with the Star Wars DVDs mm. back in the day. And sitting down and watching that and watching a few other things that, that they had thrown up, um, it really did make me miss it because I, I used to love watching those behind-the-scenes documentaries mm-hmm. of, of just movies in general. It's yeah. always a fascinating thing. Um, but with Return to Hogwarts, <laughs> I it started... And I was like five minutes in, and mm. I was going to message you, like. And meanwhile, okay. I was always already an hour and a half in. <laughs> yeah, you were watching. It's <laughs> like I'm almost done. Like I, I was going to message you. Um, it's like I took the bullet for the VGAs. I might need you to cover this because, like, I I cannot watch 
like actor people coming oh, on to things like okay. oh my god well, uh, that's my bread and butter damn that's what i live for even though we did the dress rehearsal 10 minutes ago i haven't seen you which damn, so that's long. how we record you, every podcast like, well yeah <laughs> like, oh, it is my god. and i acknowledge i can take part in it but yeah. i can't watch it oh so. i cannot Ooh, that's what i was like yes and i was me. i was getting close Dan, when like, i run I'm down gonna, the stairs i'll race you dan you go down the right i'll go the left we're snogging I, down here <laughs> being back here is just oh do you think anyone fed these goblins <laughs> oh just uh, oh oh my god i i saw you two days ago when we were prepping this but oh my god you saw you look so old like oh, it, and it's and i yeah. i can't and i'm like i'm gonna turn this off because i can't but then they got into like the actual production they aspect the directors yeah which was cool yeah you know yeah. i can't help but think what the series would have been if we just got chris columbus to direct them all I've always, yeah, I've always thought about that, too. And I think if we lean forward and, like, some, well, someday down the line, there probably will be a new adaptation of this, be it film or series. Yeah. I think that's kind of the attitude they're going to lean into a bit more. I, I would think so, yeah, yeah. Instead of the dark gritty, which I, I liked in some regards. Like, I, I mean, inevitably, in, like, the dying days of this podcast, you know we're going to have to do that series, Dan. And we yeah. tried attempting it last year during the summer, just re-watching them. Yeah. But uh, we will have to do it one day. Yeah, I, I I think it's a it's a given because that's equivalent I, I mean, to my Star Wars too. So yeah, yeah, which we will also do. Mm. I do promise that we will do. Maybe that could be a thing we do over the summer. Oh, I'll no. finally I'll get <laughs> the Star Wars marathon, mm. or at least we'll do the original trilogy, yeah. and then we'll go into um, Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> because I mean they are formative, but I think with everything that's happened with Joanne, we yeah. can kind of be a little sharper than we used to be. Mm-hmm. We can kind of like yeah. criticize things a little bit more freely. Oh, this didn't make me cry, and I was like looking at like the fan. I went to the Harry Potter Reddit, which I never do because a lot of them are like, "Oh, don't say anything bad about Joe. She's been getting some bad press lately. Like we wouldn't want to hurt this author that made this amazing magical series." And I went, "Ooh, I'm gonna throw my phone out the window." <laughs> yeah, I mean, she yeah. said some stuff to yeah. hurt some people. Yeah. So, and she's like living in a Willy Wonka chocolate factory. Uh, so I would say, yeah. you can you can say some stuff. I mean, <laughs> in retrospect, I just pretend I wrote those books. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it's. But yeah, no, I mean, it was it was. It's not that we ever... It wasn't that it was, like, a full disclosure insight to it. I mean, I feel like they did touch on things that I wasn't expecting them to touch on. Mm. Like, Chris Columbus was, like, I I felt really bad that I had to, like, bow out yeah. for the third one. And I, he didn't say why. Well, I don't I, remember. I think he just had other commitments, too. Maybe he didn't want to sign up for seven to eight movies yeah, either. Like, yeah. It, it gets still it, directing the same thing. And I'm, there's some benefits to having different directors too because it's not a carbon copy of the book. Yeah. But, you know, the three's the best. <laughs> well, yeah. and then I, I completely forgot that a different, like, Michael oh, Newell yeah, the was fourth the fourth one. Yeah. one. Yeah. I forgot that, it, like, I thought that it was just Yates, Yates from yeah. four to seven. I thought the same but, thing, yeah. Um, but it was interesting because... Mm. Because it felt, it felt like the documentary very much uh, sped to the finish yeah. by the time they were getting to the Yates movies. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I would have liked some more insight from him, what it was like, like, I'm going to be the guy that covers Finishes everything this, yeah. post-Voldemort and then mm-hmm. brings this home. Because mm-hmm. um, even he even has, like, a line where he's like, oh, the, the, the pressure is kind of on me. I gotta finish this. And it's like, dude, you've, you've directed, like, five of these so far yeah. so like you know i, I mean i would have 
I, I think it would have been cool to spend a little bit more time getting his perspective on all of that, but mm-hmm. I can understand why they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting. Mm. Uh, you know, the sentimentality was a little bit blunted, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was still interesting. <laughs> I had no tears left to cry, unfortunately. But, no. uh, uh I appreciate the actors, though. I think... Like, imagine growing up on that film set as a main character. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. That's someone's childhood right there. That's their livelihood. That's their acting career surrounded by all these British greats. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine that experience. That's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that we'll never experience yet. <laughs> Until I'm brought to the silver screen <laughs> in yeah. my dotage. <laughs> uh, when, you, when you and I are cast, either... Well, no, I have the, to be the villain to your hero story, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I, that, well, that's that's best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Worst case is either we get, um, if they briefly have to show Statler and Waldorf as yeah. live-action people, we, we get, get that. We get those roles, yeah. Uh, we get Sword Warden Shieldbert. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my wish is just Lysander, but <laughs> if they ever need a live-action one of those in those Pokemon movies, like... Mm-hmm. It's like two seconds in the background, like there's like a French advertisement playing in Times Square or something, mm. and then We're there. this is my stupid holographic <laughs> video bracelet. Yeah, and then that's it. That's all he does. That's um, all you want. But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, no, the 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 cast was always phenomenal, mm-hmm. and you know they did a nice little tribute to everyone who had passed away mm-hmm. in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I do have a tangent today. Oh, go for it. If that's what you want. It's a, a slight brief one. Mm-hmm. You know, old Lang Syne and all that. It is a new year. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any New Year resolutions for this podcast? Any teasers on what we're bringing? Or any things you want to, uh, you know, spice up? Lines you want to cross? <laughs> Paths you want to go down? Um, <laughs> well, we do have some big plans. Mm. Um, we're going to be covering, I think, things that are a little more present yes. i guess instead of things that they're exclusively nostalgic we love yeah, yeah yeah i was gonna say that was my first new year's resolution is choose a little bit newer series that's not to say that like the older series will be gone no because they're the majority that take on my shelves but i think maybe in the future present will be good more present yeah as in our children's lifetimes maybe they've seen this uh, yeah yeah our metaphysical children we don't <laughs> have any yet it's- yeah. So I, I, yeah. Well, oh, no, go for it. Go I for it. was thinking of like, I mean, I did like this year when I threw a few curveballs at you, like mm-hmm. Jonathan picked this series, so I want a few more of those. I want a few more gasps from Dan Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that 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 every so often I I like to th- like whenever I again most of my like Venus Wars and Lock the Super, which I loved. I loved both of them. Those those have been just like Blu-ray sales on mm-hmm. like Sentai Filmworks and things like that, and um. I I anticipate grabbing a few more of those and throwing them the way of the spot because it's th- those those have produced some of my favorite episodes, mm-hmm. um, and also maybe maybe we'll get into some like live action Japanese television. Yeah, maybe because the tropes are kind of borrowed to the extent that they can be with limited effects and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I anticipate doing that. But mm-hmm. I I think the the big thing that people can look forward to is that we'll. We'll, uh, we'll cover some stuff that is still very much being discussed. Mm. And not just the sense that, like, the weird serendipitous we talk about it yeah. and then it's trending on Twitter yeah. two days later. Uh, but, like, actually, like, maybe 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 the kids are still talking about these shows. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, I also want to try to keep Sinister Six going, mm-hmm. of course. I think that's a, a good respite from anime once in a while. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to, you know, shake on some classic movies. As we did last year for my birthday, I want to do another maybe focused uh, masterpiece and a masterpiece theater. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that was good, too, to get us out of our, you know, comfort level and into a little more cinema feel for yeah. things. So maybe we can focus on Kurosawa or something, like pick a director and do something like that this year. I'm Certainly. not sure. We'll, we'll decide when it t- comes up. And I think uh, we are owing in the summer a, a certain Promare watch, maybe Evangelion, something big, big and special. Because we had Summer yeah. of Cyborg, yeah. and that was great. Yeah, and we well, we have yeah. and we have promised uh, Evangelion for a long time. Mm-hmm. We will do it. Yeah. We love that. We love everything about that. We're just trying to figure out how we go about <laughs> yeah. doing that. Yes. Um, but we will. So, I mean, that's that's inevitable. Yep. But I, we'll save that for when the, the audience needs to be shocked back mm-hmm. awake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I, in 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 practice, I, I don't know how much I, I, how well I put it together, but I really liked our stupid, uh, the Halloween thing. Oh, yeah. Where we just pick a bunch of episodes I liked that, that suit too. a trend and yeah. then throw them together. So and maybe then, we can throw that out there. Yeah. Be like... This week's trend is whatever. Hopeless romantic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Part of life anime. I don't know. Yeah, you know, because that gets a chance to showcase some of the, you know. The quirkier and, things. And those those series, like, both. Oh, can um, we have a Foxbox week? <laughs> we, no, I would love to. <laughs> Four kids week or I've, I've been keeping an eye out for those shows, too. We have I've been to. keeping an eye out for those and some of the ones that were on Kids WB. Yes. Uh, I know for a fact that Beyblade recently. Because you put know out, I'll be picking a Cubics episode stat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why not? Uh, Ultimate Muscle was on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kirby, right back at you. Classic anime. Mm. Um, but yeah, and obviously, I mean, in terms of New Year's, obviously, we're going to emphasize all of the above. Um, but I still do have G Gundam and yes. sections of Saint Seiya that are not mm-hmm. that we didn't leave on good uh, cliffhangers. Finish, don't worry, and I still have come back. tons and tons of Sailor Moon. We've got four more seasons of Sailor Moon to go. So yes. It's going to be long, but I think we'll find a good way to, like, spice it up. Yes. And vary things for our audience so they don't get bored or, you know, stuck into one series too long. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. We say that as I'm like, we're going to watch the entirety of this show coming up. (laughs) And it's the longest one yet. But I am doing a better job of editing, I think. I think it's an interesting cinematic watch. Yes. So, yeah. No, I I have not been... I mean, I, I just wanted to end to... I Like, I'm still thinking about the, uh, the night is short walk on. Oh, good. Like I that that movie has stuck with me mm. uh, since we viewed it. Yeah. So so maybe a few more random, random movie picks. Yeah, you know, search them out, get some reviews, especially newer ones. Because yes. I am less inclined to go looking for brand new ones, even though I I should. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, Bell and I things was like say, that. That will be a watch because I loved it so. Uh, but no, like just things like that 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 are kind of new but not on my radar. <laughs> I would be very much. And Miyazaki's into. making a new one. We can return to our roots. He is, yeah. <laughs> right? He Hopefully, yes. We just ignore Earwig. We won't watch that. Yeah, skip I... that one because I saw that one and it was a clunker. Oh. Yeah. Poor Goro. Mm. Yeah. Well, good tangent. Well, people, people know that that running joke enough that they like message me like. This was a Goro one. Wow, right? uh, your influence. Yeah. So, like, like yes, it was. You it really was a Goro. Goroed the bed on that one, and it was <laughs> enough to bring him back out of retirement again. So, mm-hmm. no, we'll see what happens. Yes. But, yeah. Well, good tangent. Good talk all around. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year to many, many more. <laughs> yeah. And God bless us, <laughs> everyone. everyone. Um. But yeah, 
If, uh, without further ado, of course. let's uh, roll out the drawing board scouter edition. Ooh. Uh, and in this, today, the drawing board, again, obviously, he's wearing the Saiyan scouter. And nothing else. Uh, yes, uh, and a smile. Yeah. Uh, but he is slightly, he's in a slightly different color palette today. Mm. Uh, not enough to, to be noticeable, but just enough to look weird. Mm. Um, so that means that we can only be watching Dragon Ball Z, The Tree of Might. Of course. Uh, which was released in uh, Japan, I think under the alternative title, Dragon Ball Z A Super Decisive <laughs> Battle for Earth. Of course. Why not pick that title? I, I, I like Triamite. It's, I was being sarcastic. That's why I threw it in, because it's yeah. still. if people still have their Christmas trees up, or they've thrown them out to the curve, uh, trees are present in people's mind right now. Uh, so Yes. The trees might be blooming. Well, not in the Game Freak developer minds. No. Uh, I don't ever think of them. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Mm. But but the trees might also be blooming today because we're at we're at like a balmy sixty degrees. Global warming is real, y'all. Uh, two days after New Year's. Um, so yeah, tr trees are present. Uh, but this, of course, is the sixth Dragon Ball film overall, and the third released under the larger Dragon Ball Z banner. Uh, the film premiered on July 7th, 1990 at the Toei Anime Fair. Um, so we've covered a lot of these fairs before because quite a few of our movies have premiered at events like this, but uh, whoever is unfamiliar with it, generally schools in Japan have three breaks, mm -hmm. summer, spring, and winter. Uh, they have like a, like a trimester set up instead of a semester one. Um, so you'll get, you know, you'll, you'll have one of the trimesters and then you'll get like a couple weeks to a month off mm. in spring, summer, winter. So these big companies like Toei and also, of course, from our Godzilla films, mm -hmm. Toho will do these summer festivals that are primarily focused on getting these school children to just binge watch a bunch of movies at the theater mm. and they will entice them using, um... Promotional pamphlets, <laughs> posters, cards, toys, and other, like, like paper hats and other... Oh, a paper hat! <laughs> Get um, me in! <laughs> Get out of my way! <laughs> and when I was... Uh, in jail! Okay, no. and when, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> when I was... When I was writing this, I got really, really nostalgic just for for being a, a, a youngin mm. and going to the theater and getting, like, the Pokemon cards that came out with I things. remember, I remember. And I'm like... Even if theaters survive, um, we're probably past the point where anyone's going to care about stuff All like right, this. All right, Mr. Scorsese. <laughs> no, but, but no, in I'm my just... day, you used to get a Pokemon card in the theater. <laughs> well, it used to be a big deal, and it used to be... I mean, we've never gotten... St we, we here have never, ever gotten stuff on the level of... Of, of roadshows. <laughs> uh, of roadshows or what Japan gets. Like, I, again, with the, the Pokemon movies, like, they got, like, uh... Those informational pamphlets that had all the character biographies, mm -hmm. and we've never gotten that, but on occasion we have gotten, like, trading cards or other things like that. I, I, I think the last thing I got one of those from was um, when they did uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly, they gave out, like, a Broly holographic card with your ticket. Mm. Uh, that was pre-pandemic, though, um, and, I, and I fear that... That, you know, uh, future generations might not get that, because whenever theaters come back, they, you know... It didn't seem to be... Like, no one seemed to care beforehand, <laughs> and I don't think that theaters will care after that mm -hmm. if they have to worry about, you know, everything's got to be sanitized, everything's got to be this. Mm -hmm. uh, so, it made me a little... It gave me a blue Christmas yeah. thinking about that, yeah. that, you know... 
who knows if that'll ever come back in mm-hmm. any form. Um, yeah, no more Stuart Little watches for us. <laughs> 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 That's the last thing I remember getting in the theater. Oh, really? What, yeah, uh, Stuart Little Watch. Oh, okay. I wanted Stuart, but I got Snowball. But now, in hindsight, I think Snowball is the breakout character of that, so... <laughs> um, so, uh, in this case, the Summer Fair was alternatively titled Akira Toriyama The World, as the other two films that premiered there were based on other works by Toriyama. I mm-hmm. think there was, like, a Dr. Slump well, movie, yep. and then, like, one other thing... Um, the films were screened together in kind of a three-hour block, and again, you could expect all kinds of goodies mm. from these. Um, notably, the film has the most English dubs of mm. any Dragon Ball Z property, those being the 1997 Ocean Saban TV dub, the uncut uh, 1998 Ocean Pioneer dub, the 2006 in-house Funimation dub, Ooh. the AB Group dub, and the Malaysian-English Speedy Video dub. Um <laughs> And I think when we've talked about other DBZ movies, uh, we have mentioned a few of these dubs. And this is this is one of those weird recurring things that, that all Dragon Ball Z movies seem to have in common. Um, their rights were kind of up in the air for a little bit. And um, so if you go to any of these properties that came out in the 90s, they're going to be dubbed by, like, six different companies. Mm. Uh, and for whatever reason, in the case of this one, it's got, like, one extra one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I believe that the version that we're watching today is the Funimation dub. And that would have been the one that we, people in our age group, would have seen on, like, Toonami. Mm. Um, because I think that's a little more likely than any of us having seen, like, the... I think the only other thing that we would have gotten before that was... um a dub in 1997 or 1998, which would have gotten a VHS release here. Mm. But I feel like we all, like most of our first exposure to this movie would have been uh, on Toonami. That's where I saw it, yep. With this Funimation dub. And what we are watching today is the Blu-ray copy of that Funimation dub, which has been digitally enhanced and, and remastered yeah. and, you know, the audio has been fixed up. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, again, my first viewing was probably there. Um, this is the first Dragon Ball film to feature King Kai, uh, though the techniques that he taught Goku had appeared in previous movies, <laughs> in the previous movie. Uh, this is also the first Dragon Ball Z-era film to feature Yamcha, Tien, and Shiatsu. Oh, those guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they the, get to do things? The Goober Trio. Wow. Uh, the Tree of Might no is No consider- though? What? No poir, though? No poir, no. Well, I don't think, no. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Uh, the Tree of Might is considered a movie-only event that does not fit into the proper Dragon Ball timeline. Uh, the characters' outfits and techniques only mesh with the Frieza saga, but it takes place on Earth and everyone's together, so that is physically impossible. Mm. Um, the film showcased the Kaioken times 10 technique eight months before <laughs> it actually debuted in the manga. Oh. So, uh, and then even then, the Funimation dub, I guess for the sake of it being a movie, bumps it up to Kaioken times 20. Mm. Which, if you remember, that was risky for Goku, doing those multiplication things, because it could have, like, torn his body apart if he did the Kaioken incorrectly. Um, The film was later edited and adapted into three anime episodes that were aired Hmm. during the the Namek Saga. Hmm. And this has... Hmm. In the case of this one... I I don't... uh, (laughs) I I think it was literally just, like, it it was probably, like, a subheading of, like, the Tree of Might... This, this, this. Um, hmm. They didn't or, try to loosely explain that into the canon, did they? 
I no, I don't All think right. so. I because unlike with other, it's movie, like Master Roshi going. I remember when this happened. Do, 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 do. It could have. I don't remember how this was inserted mm. in because I did not watch it that way. It might have just been a thing that was done in the Japanese version, mm. um, so we wouldn't have seen it on TV. Uh, but like in the modern era, when they do that, when they do like a movie to TV show uh, edit it's usually reanimated from the ground up and inserted into the timeline like the Dragon Ball Super movie, uh, mm-hmm. you know, movies were to less than stellar results. Um, but these ones, and like, I think it was just, they were edited for content. The openings and closings were, you know, slapped onto them and then they were just shown as episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like anything was actually changed. Um so, uh, for, this is this is all info that comes from uh, Kanzen Shu's Movie Guide, which is a great resource for fans of these movies and Dragon Ball properties, because they, they kind of, they're like a database of they're all the of the... They're the Dogasu's backpack of Dragon Ball. They are. Good good shout out. <laughs> yeah. Dogasu's backpack. There's one thing I can bring Dan back to life with, it's Dogasu's backpack. It's true. <laughs> He's always Just mad. Just take out some spirits and some smelling salts from there and yeah. Get right on up and talk he, about tropes, huh? He's always done good, and he he's he's always mad about the audio being edited. So that's the recurring thing with him. Um, so the original, the following character profiles were translated uh, from Akira Toriyama: The World Anime Special, which was released in uh, September 1990, along with additional character design comments from the movie's character designer uh, Minoru Maeda. Uh, as published in the Design Lab section of uh, the Dragon Box, the movie's Dragon Book. And we have mentioned those before. Like, Dragon Box, the movie's Dragon Book? Well, yeah, those those were, um, I think, in the late 90s or early... No, it would have been early 2000s. Japan got the Dragon Box re-releases, mm-hmm. which were... Like HD, those yeah. remasters, and then we got them a lot later. We got them a lot later, but we didn't get one to one versions. We got there was some kind of editing thing that happened that like the the uh, screen presentation changed, mm. and then we later on got like a another remastered edition that mm-hmm. like kept everything intact. But mm. that again, the, the the releases of all of these things on home media is it's a very complicated and and fascinating read because things would come out the fans would you know be very acutely aware of the changes that have been made and then after a lot of of complaining and prompting toei would put out you know yeah remat like the the proper remasters of them um so uh but yeah those would usually include like extra info booklets and stuff so, uh, these character descriptions are essentially verbatim from the theatrical program, uh, that was handed out with the film. Mm. Um, so, uh, again, because this was like a, like a year-long stretch in between these two releases, each character is given a fairly detailed backstory that is usually not reflected in the movie proper, mm-hmm. um, but is assumed to be the case. Yeah. So, obviously, the big main villain of Tree of Might is, uh, Tulis. Mm. Sometimes David Tulis, <laughs> yeah, heavy, heavyweight pugilist David Duist. Uh So uh, obviously his name is a pun on lettuce. Sometimes, well, it's an anagram of lettuce. Anagram of lettuce, <laughs> uh, and he is uh, notable for being Goku's doppelganger. Ah, um, that explains why this guy looks so much like Goku. 
he is the uh, the leader and strongest fighter in the uh, the Tulis Space Crusher Corps. Uh, he is a low-class Saiyan warrior who survived planet Vegeta's destruction by luck. There's a lot of these Saiyans that seem to have survived that planet's destruction. They're hanging out there. Yeah, yeah. they're more than you would expect in yeah, a genocide to they don't, survive. They don't, they don't communicate to each other. Yeah. But that's because they're all tough guys. I mean, so they I don't hate talk. to point out the flaws. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, learning of the uh, Shin Seiju's fruit by chance... Tulis embraced a scheme to rule the universe. He traveled around destroying planets and gaining more and more allies. Uh, he and his men have all gotten stronger by repeatedly planting the Shinseju on planets, then eating its fruit. Mm. And the Shinseju is the tree of might. It's yeah. uh, You plant the seed on a planet, it absorbs that planet's life force, and then you eat the fruit. It and pulls you... a Valperknus knock or Madoka Witch. Yes. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, and your power increases, uh, increases accordingly. Um, and this was a, a comment from that character designer, uh, since Tules is supposed to be Goku's lookalike, it's basically Goku drawn as is. However, I gave him a cruel expression and a scouter. Uh, his build... Making him a completely different <laughs> <Yes>. character. <laughs> um... I made him a little bulkier as well, and his skin color is different. Uh, and more than anything else, his costume is completely different, so there was no need to go and deliberately make him seem like an imposter. So there wasn't going to be a scene where Gohan has a gun and he's got to choose, <laughs> choose between, between one, one of the two. Uh, it's just kind of like... I, I Again, I don't know... I did look into it, and I don't know what the motivation was to make Tulace his doppelganger. I think it's just supposed to be that, like... They're both low, like lowborn mm -hmm. Saiyans, so they look similar. Um, mm. Maybe in live action, the two of them wouldn't be identical, but they have like they have like the popper Saiyan look to them, or something. <laughs> mm. So I, 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 I like it'd be Nick Cage and Face Off. Yeah, like you, you have that <laughs> hairstyle if you're up yeah. below a certain class in Saiyan culture. I guess I don't know. Um, so uh, yeah, so then next is uh, Rezun. Which, as you can guess, is a pun on raisin. Oh yes, I see now. <laughs> um, they are. Uh, oh yeah, so it's it's raisin and uh, Rakase, who are the Tules Corp's twin warriors. Oh. Uh, Tules used extract from the Shin Seju's fruit to revive them from fossils left over by the Beans people. That's true. Uh, it discovered <laughs> out on the on the frontiers of the universe. That's Beans spelled B E A N Z. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> for our audience members, <laughs> the beans. <laughs> uh, they possess uh, super science and technology unknown to humanity, just like Grant. Uh, and they even constructed the core spaceship. Uh, their bodies are small and ugly in appearance, but they wow, both way to, have way to really comment on their looks right there, Dan. Uh, small look, and uh, ugly. These are these are taken <laughs> verbatim. Uh, but they both have high battle powers. Uh, they excel at deception, <laughs> intrigue, uh, and staggered attacks, requiring the kind of mental link found only in, in twins. twins. Mm. Uh, next is Dies, whose name is a soybean pun. Uh, though currently a member of the Tulis Corps, he used to be a prince of the Pum. Pakimpa dynasty Same. Yeah. on the planet Kaborcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when planet Kaborcha was in crisis uh, and under I attack by Tulis, they're food puns. Yeah. Uh, he personally led the defense forces <laughs> and bravely fought against them. Uh, in recognition of his courage, the cool and nihilistic warrior was allowed into the Tulis Corps. Uh, he wears earrings and a necklace. I don't know why they chose to include that, but he is the first to fight Goku. Okay. Uh, next is Kakao, a pun on Kakao. Pretty simple. Yeah, I, I um, got that one, Dan. 
formally <laughs> to explain that for, one to well, me. just in case uh <laughs> formerly a lone wolf space bounty hunter he personally volunteered to join the Tules corps in order to further strengthen his cyborg body his entire body is covered in a special metal rendering him impervious to normal attacks his chest, shoulders, and legs are equipped with high-speed rocket thrusters, <laughs> allowing him to outmaneuver his opponents and attack with super speed. Um, being a cyborg, his battle power is quite high. And then there was... I deleted it, but there was, like, a further designer comment, like, mm. he's a robot, so we made him a robot. Wow. Which wasn't... Yeah. I, I chose not to. Mm. Uh, next is Amand, uh, which you can guess the pun for that. Armani. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Almond, isn't it, Dan? It is. Uh, formerly a space criminal uh, who rampaged throughout the entire oh, galaxy. I read ahead and I'm about to giggle. <laughs> but go on. Yeah, he was arrested by the space police and held in prison on the planet Nuts. <laughs> it's what it says. That's where he's from. That's his canon. He was imprisoned on planet Nuts. <laughs> with Aren't Z. we all imprisoned on planet Nuts? <laughs> I would say so, yes. Uh, That's N-U-T-Z for our audience. Nuts. <laughs> Uh, however, he broke out of prison when Tulis attacked Planet Nuts and joined the Tulis Corps. Uh, he has a vicious personality and overwhelming power. Mm -hmm. uh, Next is not a member of his crew, but they I think it was a unique enough design that they chose to showcase it here. Uh, the Higher Dragon. Why does Gohan always have like a little dragon buddy in these things? He's a friend to all living things. He's cool. But why are nature. they always dragons? Or dinos? Well, I think Icarus does show up in this oh, movie. Okay. Yeah, the, the purple yeah, baby that, dragon. That's the only thing I remember Gohan having in these earlier movies. Yeah, his friend... Uh, Icarus, who, the baby purple doofy dragon. Who just kind of disappears yeah. after a certain point. Um, he is a dragon that lived in the forest, and he's visited by Gohan, Krillin, Bulma, and the others. A completely wild animal. It is ill at ease around humans, but it opens it, its heart to Gohan, to whom it <laughs> owes its life. Uh, sensing via animal intuition the danger posed to Earth by the, the Shinseiju root, it tries to warn Gohan. And later on, um, after they've fallen in battle, it, uh, it actually defends them. Mm. So this is just another thing about rising up against Tulis. And finally, of course, you know, a character in and of itself, the Tree of Godly Might, uh, otherwise known as the Shinseiju. Uh, the Shinseiju is a tree with fruit, which only the gods are allowed to eat. Mm. Once it takes root, it grows fruit until it sucks out all of the land's nourishment, and whoever eats this fruit is able to absorb the planet's energy. But the dreadful result of this is that the planet, uh, you know, that, that's pretty much had all its energy drained, becomes a desert. Mm -hmm. And for hundreds of years afterwards, uh, will not even be able to bear a single blade of grass. Oh my. It'd be dry. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Like Dune. I gotta shove that in, so we did that. <laughs> yes, very, yeah, can, no, sort of like Dune. Yeah. Um, the origin, and this was a cute little thing, the origin for the idea of the Shinseju uh, that appeared in this movie was from an Asian ginseng, uh, like, plant that the producer Koza Morishida hmm. received as a souvenir. Uh, hearing that the uh, the ginseng plant sucks up a field's nourishment and grows big, he thought up the the shinseju. So it, the inspiration came from that. Wow! So it's it's based on ginseng, which mm. which is a super. I think it's a you drink that to get some energy. So, um, <laughs> yep, it makes sense. So uh, yeah, previewing expectations. Um, all these Dragon Ball Z initial movies bleed together for me. I always mm -hmm. think we're watching one and that it's another one that I may have seen or may not have seen. They all devolve back to the Garlic Jr. one, which is the only one that stands at the forefront of my memory mm -hmm. when we watched it here and in the past. Yes. But I mean, 
I always come out saying like, oh, these are fun little romps through the DBZ universe with these villains anyway. So, I mean, it's good to catch up with the old gang. So I can't say I remember this one specifically. No, but a lot of them, a lot of them do certainly bleed together. They probably all aired consecutively Mm. when they were on TV. Like, I think... I remember the name, the Tree of Might. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, like, these... I think when, uh, because again, the, the sensory memory that I have of these movies is that they were on in the fall... After school, like, Toonami took, like, a few weeks to air them one after another. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was, like, daily. I think it was just every Friday. Mm -hmm. You can watch, like, two of them. Um, So I remember a lot of these from that. Um, But visually, if anyone wants to sit down and watch this movie, you will notice that uh, if if you are a fan of the Rock the Dragon opening, that, like, the opening credits... 90% 90% of the footage is in, from that. Is that's, from, that's what I thought, because yeah. Krillin's on a stump with his Destructo disc, and we never see it. Yeah. It, <laughs> like, yeah. like because uh, I, I almost forgot to put that in the trivia, but I, I had to remind myself, um, like, all of the iconic opening title stuff is from this movie. Except with Goku slipping on the ice, he did that last movie we saw yeah, with the, yeah. the Nutty Professor. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know why they chose to do it that way, I think just because it lent itself to some visual coolness. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so if you if you, if you you have a lot of memories come flooding back when you watch Tree of Might, that's another reason why, perhaps. Mm. Uh, but I am excited again to this. I think Tulis will, will, you know, reprove himself to be a very goober villain uh being he's like a goku mm-hmm. palette swap yeah uh and now that winnie the pooh's available in the <laughs> the, the fan I, what's the thing it's like back in vogue like the thing you can use it without defending the rights it's in the public domain public domain yeah. well this will inspire my new winnie the pooh fan fiction coming out <laughs> undoubtedly but he was in kingdom hearts well, who will you? go to planet nuts <laughs> that's all you need to know <laughs> that's what the people have wanted to see yeah. Uh, well, uh, why don't we check our power levels, get a little Zenkai boost, and and go camping. We are back, having just viewed Dragon Ball Z, The Tree of Might. Any initial thoughts? Mm. <laughs> Did we need that? <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, it was a good hour watch. It was a breeze. <laughs> yeah. We're going through all of these, good or bad. Let's just not say the Earth was the only thing drained after that. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, I, you know... Of the the ones in this specific two pack, I would say Lord Slug is a little more exciting because yeah. he brings like the Namek element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I, even I mean, say like the the Goofy Goober Doctor one was more exciting than this one. That's true. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's kind of this is all familiar territory. Like it kind of does things that we've already seen, mm-hmm. and it does things that we've you know that will be done better down the line, yeah. like a surviving Saiyan who's stronger than Goku and this little force of space goobers and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's nothing, it, it kind of 
it kind of has trouble standing on its own merits. Yeah. Well, I the think. only thing I think it adds to the series is the title crawls and then the introduction of everyone's favorite character, Icarus. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, well, and to clarify a little mistake I made, the 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 higher dragon that is mentioned in like all of the character things that is just Icarus, because mm. in in Japan his species or whatever is just called like the higher dragon. Mm-hmm. So that is Icarus. Um, I, I, from, like, the way that this summary made it sound, it was as if there was another thing that shows up mm-hmm. that serves that purpose, but it is just Icarus, and mm-hmm. he, he becomes a staple of these movies, and then he never, never appears seen again, again, so, no. um, which is notable, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, well, without further ado, we'll yes. get into the plot. Mm. Uh, one night, as Bulma, Krillin, Oolong, and Gohan in a Captain Toad outfit... Yeah, please put that down. He's overpacked. He's bought everything but the kitchen sink. Camping. Yeah, He's seem- glamping. Seemingly because Chi-Chi wanted him to go glamping, Studying. not camping. And Chi-Chi yeah. needs to give this boy a break. She wants him to be it's successful. Such a helicopter parent, though. <laughs> well, she is, but she wants him to be a lawyer. Well, <laughs> he's not gonna do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, as we learned from Abuela in, in Tonto, <laughs> oh. she, can't, she can't force that. <laughs> Um, hey, I didn't see Abuela adding anything to that family. She didn't do anything. She didn't have any superpowers. She was she was the holder of the candle. I wow. Don't, I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. She held. She was <laughs> the one the candle in charge on the, the sill. Uh, that's what in the song. She's like she's the boss of ever or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, but uh, while they're camping, an unknown cosmic object uh, crash lands in the forest nearby, causing a forest fire. Uh, while Gohan and Krillin are able to successfully like uh, rescue a bunch of the animals, using a force push. Well, yeah, which they have done before, mm. um, including a, uh, a small purple dragon named Icarus. Mm. Um, his baby the... bop looking. <laughs> yeah, you kept his baby bop looking ass. It is. Like... It does. It looks like a Jim Henson does Barney the Dinosaur baby bop clone. With a little bit of Dragonite in there. Oh, Dragonite's adorable. This is... Oh, <laughs> I he's cute. Kill it! <laughs> uh, you know, they do put out the fire, but the forest is still smoldering and left in ruins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they decide to gather the Dragon Balls to, and ask Shenron to, the, to restore the forest uh, to its original state. You know and... who's an underappreciated character in Dragon Ball Z? Fucking Shenron. Yeah. Well, he doesn't even get a thank you half the time. He doesn't. He shows up to these fucking goobers all the time. Like, I'd be like, I'm done answering your wishes. It's been so fucking long. (laughs) Well, GT does acknowledge that, but Mm. whether or not the the canonicity of that is... Because GT acknowledges that they've been overused and, like, they're supposed to be cosmic objects that are of significance. You're not supposed to use them every other week to Mm. to do things. Uh, I'll say it every time we see Dragon Ball Z on this podcast and Shenron shows up. Shenron needs to be like, no, I'm not doing that for you fuckers. (laughs) But if they gather him and it's within his power, he's Uh. gotta do it. Uh, but yeah, this is like the opening quintessential shot of all the animals gathered in the, the burnt forest. Uh, you know, while Shenron is summoned, Icarus freaks out and actually tries to attack Shenron, who has to, like, swat him away with his... Doing something. uh, ...whisker. Another rarity for Shenron. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I think, like, they seldom interact with the Eternal Dragon. I think the only other time is when King Piccolo blows him up, Mm -hmm. and Shenron is, like, freaked out by that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Understandably. Also, the gang shows up in, like, that opening sequence where they're hunting down the Dragon Balls. Yeah. And you think that, like, oh, Tien and Chaozu are gonna do something this movie, but... No. No. (laughs) Okay. Um... (laughs) 
So they, they do successfully restore the forest to its original state, but doing so activates... Wastes their wish. <laughs> but but doing so... Well, no, 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 well, it does... Uh, well, the forest only gets destroyed again. <laughs> yeah, but then it comes back again, mm. again. Um, but the cosmic object that uh, crash-landed is revealed to be a probe, which, you know, is kind of awakened by the newly revitalized environment, and there is heavy probe droid vibes when yeah. it when it is broadcasting its signal back to the like turles's ship mm-hmm. who spoiler alert is the owner of this probe um it's kind of making a knockoff of like the sound that the imperial probe droid makes mm-hmm. um so I, I i'm assuming that's a direct reference and it also has like a little Zelda spider enemy form. Yeah, it's the coolest design in this movie. It is cool. I'll say yeah, it. I, like oh, I'm intrigued by this. It's a little spider with a, a beeping thing on its head. Whenever we get to see from any of these movies, like the '80s ship interiors with the lights against like the the black matte painting background, mm-hmm. I I love that. That yeah. will always have a place in my heart. Um, but uh, the information is relayed to an unfriendly group of aliens <laughs> under the leadership, seemingly, of a Saiyan, because we see his out. tail. <laughs> uh, they determine that the planet Earth's soil is suitable for growing the Tree of Might, um, which we will see is able to suck all of the nutrients out and leave it as a desert. Yeah. Um, so they head directly for Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, Goku and Gohan are chilling with Chi-Chi back at the house. In their iron tub bath. Yeah, which Goku uses a lot. We see that frequently. He yeah. likes the big oil you think barrel. Did they ever clean that out? Probably not, no. <laughs> Goku doesn't seem to pay attention to that. Um, Icarus, having not returned to the forest and choosing to tag along with Gohan, uh, follows him back to his home, but Chi Chi is uh, big mad about yeah, this. Not studying. We need a lawyer in this family. Get rid of the pet. <laughs> so she, she angrily demands that uh, Icarus be taken back to the mountains. Uh, Goku, however, uh, kind of, again, playing into Gohan's shenanigans, shows a Gohan a small cave nearby where Icarus can chill. Now, this is obviously where Goku goes to have Goku time. Yeah, whenever Chi-Chi <laughs> gives, him it, gives it to him. Puts so. him in the doghouse or other things. That's just what I'm saying. He found that cave real easy, Dan. Yeah, Goku has a whole network of hiding places from mm. Chi-Chi, I'm assuming. Uh, but I think this this is, for the most part, where Icarus resides for the rest of these movies. <laughs> like, Stupid it is, Animal Crossing house. <laughs> yeah, with his Yoshi fruits in there. Um, so, uh, you know, the unknown band of aliens, having now arrived on Earth, they kind of tear open a larger fissure in the Earth's surface mm-hmm. and plant a seed, uh, which very, very quickly grows into a tree of monstrous size. Uh, laying waste to a large portion of the area in its vicinity. And the neighboring city. Yes. Yep. With boy and balloon. But no one notices this at first. Uh, no. Uh, and Yamcha and Poir are overhead in their new ride to impress yeah. Bulma. But even they don't notice the tree. Yeah. He's like, uh, he yeah, he bought a new cruiser to impress Bulma, uh, but the explosion of the, the seed being planted, like... Mm-hmm. Like throws his cruiser off balance and then it explodes. Yeah, and Piccolo uh, senses an approaching evil. And Poir is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so. Did more than Tien and Chaozu, I'll tell he you that. Did. <laughs> um, so uh, back at Goku's house, they're chilling along with Krillin, Master <laughs> Roshi, with Krillin, baby. Yamcha, uh, Tien, and Chaozu. Uh, but Goku is telepathically contacted by King Kai, who, as always, is is very stressed <laughs> well, by as the you said, They hit the Pentagon! They hit the Pentagon! <laughs> Goku! <laughs> um, 
who, uh, you know, he, he tells him about the tree and the danger it poses to Earth. So basically, to reiterate, the Tree of Might uh, was intended to create, like, food offerings to the Eternal Dragon, mm. but it can be used to kind of drain all of the energy out of a planet, uh, encapsulate it into a fruit, and that fruit can be eaten to grant you yeah. the proportionate power of that planet. Yeah. But it will turn the planet into Arrakis, the Dune planet, uh, if it is if left unchecked. Mm -hmm. So that is the, the trade-off. Um, after Goku informs the others of this, uh, along with Yamcha, Krillin, Tien, and Shiaotzu, and, and Gohan himself, they decide to head out to destroy the tree. Because we only got 20 minutes left of this thing. Well, uh, Chi-Chi originally forbids Gohan from going along with them, but Gohan, we see, sneaks out by himself later. Mm -hmm. Um, at the tree, the group use their strongest energy attacks to try to destroy it, but it has no effect. Mm -hmm. uh, Goku, sensing others nearby, is then confronted by the aliens, known as the Turles Crusher Corps, uh, whilst their leader watches from inside the spaceship. Yeah. Um, soon after uh, the you know the battle starts, Tien and Shoutsu face off against uh, Raisin and Lycase. Totally not Lycase. Yeah, yeah. Totally not Goldo. Purple Goldo. Yeah. Um, Krillin takes on Almond, and Yamcha takes on Kakao. Uh, but all of the Z fighters kind of thoroughly struggle against their opponents. And they're giving me a lot of Ginyu Force vibes here. Definitely. Yeah. They pose, they, yeah, they're, they're like, uh, I, I mean, they're still interesting. I always love the throwaway DBZ villain designs. <laughs> I do. I'm At not least gonna... someone does. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Almond, the uh, the cyborg guy, oh, yeah. his design was reused for... Um, oh, no, the one that faces Yamcha, so that oh. would be Kakao. Because oh. um, I said Almond has the coolest thing. Like, he has that bit of animation where he uses the thrusters. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then never felt that again for the rest of the film. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that is that is Kakao. <laughs> oh, that is Kakao? Um, yeah, Kakao, uh, he, he, his design, I think, or like the base alien design for him is reused in Super eventually. Mm. Uh, like that kind of flabby, multiple part, like, uh, orange mm -hmm. alien. Um, but he is cool. He's got, like, thrusters, he's got Iron Man rockets yeah. that kind of come out of him. And the fights, as always, are, are very fluid. They're mm -hmm. all well animated. Um, so, uh, let's see. They're, they, they end this fight, they're struggling. Uh, during the ensuing battle, uh, Chiaotzu, who is, uh, having trouble fighting Raisin, um is uh, rescued by Gohan, who mm -hmm. had just arrived after, uh, you know, disobeying his mother. And, and Icarus he, swept him over there. Yeah, he patches things up with Icarus after, after having <laughs> God, to do the... back together. After having to do the last, you know, get yeah, out of yeah. here, go, thing. Yeah, the thing. old yellow thing. It's quickly resolved. The shame. <laughs> um, so, they, uh, you know, Gohan is able to take out uh, Lakase. Uh, and this mysterious leader takes interest in Gohan, saying, this must be the son of Kakarot. Yes, um... And this, uh, you know, kind of seeing this boy's latent potential, uh, Turles himself emerges. And he is a, as he is described himself, a low-class Saiyan uh, who bears a striking resemblance to Goku. Daddy? And, uh, You're not daddy! <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, no, I'm not your father. But we do look the same because, you know, and he, he kind of acknowledges the it. The gene like, pool on Na uh, the Saiyan planet is fucked. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> well, no. I mean, unironically, yeah. And it's like, no, we were we were both bred into the same cast mm -hmm. for like, uh, you know, we're struck from the same mold to be fighters. Mm -hmm. um, 
And uh, he kind of tells Gohan that he can kind of exercise his potential and join the Turles Crusher Corps or, uh, or die. Mm. Uh, Gohan obviously refuses to join him, and he is saved in time thanks to the, the timely intervention of Piccolo, who once again, pulling off Gohan's real dad vibes, yeah. <laughs> intervenes to save him mm-hmm. uh, while Goku is doing something else. Um, but, uh, Turles ambushes Piccolo and blasts him from behind, uh, having Gohan right where he wants him. Uh, he notices that Gohan still has, like, a regrown tail. So is the tail there? Just, we don't see it? Yeah, okay. yeah, Gohan presumably still had, All right. like, the tail. Just save on the animation by not drawing until it's needed, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And it was, uh, so he does the same thing that Vegeta did, and he <laughs> creates this artificial moon mm-hmm. that kind of reflects the sun's rays in such a way to transform Gohan into a great ape. Uh, he then destroys the fake moon afterwards so that he would not transform mm-hmm. to. And that was that was something I forgot, because in all of the video games, you can turn Turles into a great ape. So mm-hmm. I, I, I misremembered if he does that in this movie, but mm-hmm. he does not. It's just Gohan. Um, and I said, great, another ooh. Dan will be pleased. Yeah. And this goes deeper. It does. <laughs> Thank you. We need to seek out ooh therapy for you. Well, my love of oohs goes back very, very far. Yeah. Uh, it's it's intertwined with the anime love. Mm-hmm. So, um, so uh, Gohan, uh, Goku, seeing that Gohan is in trouble, goes to help him and attempts to reason with him. But being a, a younger great ape, Gohan is very violent in that form. And he almost crushes Goku to death. Um, and they kind of, the fight leads into this underground Gandalf can- canyon, yeah. um, where Turles is like, yes, do it. Yeah, crush him against the kitchen floor. Yeah, how would how would Turles know what a kitchen floor is? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, when Turles, like, uh, you know, Icarus kind of appears. <laughs> I appear before Dan to calm him down. He, <laughs> you do your little purple dragon dance. <laughs> show some cute eyes. <laughs> to, to calm me down. Uh, but when Turles attacks Icarus, uh, Gohan is angered and turns on Turles and, uh, you know, who, who fires an attack at Gohan. And I wrote down, this is dumb. <laughs> y- yes, it is, but, but it's Dragon Ball This is dumb. Um, but before the attack can make contact, Goku manages to, to, to remove his son's tail and revert him back to his normal state. Kind of, in the few frames of animation that takes, Gohan falls out of the way of the attack. Um, and there is this recurring thing that Turles is like, okay, you, you, great, you raised your son to be sentimental and soft, you know, mm-hmm. that's not the Saiyan way, and Goku's like, no, I, I raised him to be able to tell the difference between right or wrong, yeah. and Turles is like, I know the difference, I just don't care. <laughs> he's a bad What a guy. meanie. <laughs> and he's voiced, as we found out, by yeah. Greed from yeah. Full Metal Alchemist, mm-hmm. so he's, this guy has done a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh... Goku, you know, angered over this, promises to defeat Turles. And a carnival is destroyed elsewhere. Yeah, the DBZ yeah, Disney, Disney World. <laughs> Had to close for a day, I'm sorry. Even with giant plant taking over the world, yeah. Disney remains functional. Uh, Turles' henchmen arrive, having defeated the other Z fighters. We see, I like, Tien collapse. Yeah, like, <laughs> Tien gets to do nothing but carry some sticks later on. That's the yeah. only thing he does in this. Does He, he says one line. Yeah. And he, he fires a solar flare, too, but that's the only thing. Wow. I'm just saying, that's the only thing. That's um, a, I'm going to bring that up. Every time we watch One Piece or DBZ, it's never any of the other characters do anything. It's always the stupid main characters. Well, yeah, certainly not in the movies. In the <sighs> show, In the show, it kind of remains that way with DBZ the entire way through. 
I mean, it only kind of changes in Super when they get the the universe tournament thing, but mm. even then, it's eh. Uh, but yeah, everyone kind of gets outclassed. It always pisses me off. You have all these cool extra characters, you never give them anything to do. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is weird, because it's, you know, it's a martial arts series, and you would think that they could showcase like, that. Like, even Dragon Ball way. does it better, because they're introducing them. Yeah. And, like, Goku's a baby. Well, yeah, and then <laughs> that's when they're the substantial, that's when they're on the same level yeah. as everyone they're facing, or, you know... Mm-hmm. can get to that level but then they get the power scaling becomes yeah. very far gone by the time even over the course of these movies yes um so uh uh <laughs> goku uses his uh his newly learned kaoken technique to uh, kill them while piccolo unsuccessfully <laughs> fights turles again and takes a blow to the face yes <laughs> and goku doesn't even bat a tear he's like oh you got piccolo doesn't even say that it's like where's gohan uh, Goku and Turles then fight, with Goku having the upper hand until Turles pushes his power further by eating one of the fruits from the Tree of Might. Uh, with his newfound power, Turles dominates Goku and beats him to the point that he is no longer able to fight, even after employing the Kaoken times ten. Yeah. Who's um, Kakarot? I'm Goku. Yeah, well, and, and you asked, but this yeah. is post-Vegeta, so this, like, Goku does know that name, but he's just not acknowledging. He's like, I'm not answering to mm. that name I'm Goku. Now, does Turles have to eat all those fruits? No, I think it's just like if he if he eats, because he ate one before it was completely ready, but it just gave him a slight. Then he boost. said he had an extra one. Yeah, because so he'll... what about the other fruits? Well, I I don't I don't know the logistics of I yeah I'm assuming I want to know. <laughs> I'm assuming that if he plucks one and eats another one, then it'll like uh, it'll give him the another boost. Mm. But I don't know if that carries through for him having to Yoshi his way through the entire mm-hmm. batch. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. You eat one too many, your stomach gets upset. The whole your bushel, <laughs> the whole bushel of Tree of Might fruits. I don't know. Um, so with encouragement from the others, <laughs> Goku begins gathering energy needed for a spirit bomb attack. Uh, while uh, the- he says, "You have to. I have to go on for Gohan." <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think you neglected the you, best. You line keenly noticed yeah. that. Um, and then we see the red balloon from yeah. before died on the street. <laughs> but the kid is okay. The kid is seen in a later scene oh, okay. with his Thank dad. Um, so uh, Goku gathers the energy for a spirit bomb while the other injured Z fighters, <laughs> except for Gohan, who's still unconscious, uh, try to buy Goku some time. Uh, they are, though they are and quickly fail. defeated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, despite gaining energy from the people of Earth and its remaining like animals and stuff, uh, Goku launches the spirit bomb. A tiny baby spirit bomb. But uh, Turles is able to easily counterattack it with his calamity blaster <laughs> uh, attack, which neutralizes it. Um, and uh, you know, due to the Tree of Might having absorbed the Earth's energy, the spirit bomb lacked sufficient power. <laughs> um, so Goku kind of sensing this and, and kind of pushed to his limit, decides to take energy instead from the Tree of Might itself. He has a glowing dream of a, a warm sunbeam emanating from the tree. Yeah, so he decides to focus on that, which is like some insight into how the spirit bomb thing works, because he's like, I can sense the flow of energy, so I just got to channel it from this spot instead of everywhere else, because mm-hmm. uh, Earth, we can see the deers passing out. <laughs> They're weak, their blood sugar's low. The Rudolphs are all <laughs> way too drained to keep doing this. Jonathan's <laughs> on his fainting couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Goku, focusing on the Tree of Might, is able to successfully recreate a spirit bomb. He launches it at Turles, who uh, unsuccessfully tries to counter it, mm-hmm. and 
In what I think is a cool scene, uh, Turles is blown into the trunk of the Tree of Might and kind of blasted <laughs> up the distance of it uh, by the Spirit Bomb. It then explodes which then releases all of the absorbed energy back into the planet. Yeah, and then we just huff those energy particles and we're right back to where we started. <laughs> yeah, strong strong Celebi vibes. Yeah. The nature is restored. Yeah, dry husk bad, wet Celebi good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh and King Kai <laughs> thanks to me, thanks to me. Uh <laughs> but the balance has been restored. And sure, King and Kai. it has been. You really did things. With bubbles and, and Gregory just looking. Keep on the call him Jeremy, but it's Gregory, Jeremy, the Greg Gregory yeah. the cricket. Um I played Legacy of Goku. I know what Gregory is. <laughs> the quality quality games. Uh but but the earth is saved. Uh, with the terror now over, uh, Icarus is revealed to still be alive, and will be hanging around for the other movies. And he's made an honorary Z-Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, they finally get to enjoy their camping trip, while Goku, uh, no, while Piccolo meditates peacefully near a waterfall, I think overhearing the joke about him, <laughs> um, that he's not gonna, that Oolong doesn't, you know, the dragon doesn't like him and Piccolo doesn't like him, mm-hmm. um, but the earth is saved. Oh boy. And the Z-Fighters live to fight another day. Wow. What a film. In quotation marks. <laughs> I liked it. I know you liked it, Dan. No, but as with all these movies, good animation, there's like mm-hmm. little smooth little moments like when when uh Turles is forcing Gohan to look at the moon he like mm-hmm. kicks him up and yeah, flips him around, around. I like that like... attack after Turles sends Goku f- flooding into the ground and then has all those beams yeah 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 that was cool good you know showing the scale of it the mm-hmm. the, the scale of this tree is shown well yes even if the tree. characters don't notice it at yeah. first it's kind of it's it's paired with you know against the earth just how huge this thing is. It's beautifully animated. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would I would. Uh, <laughs> it's not a good movie. I think perhaps, ranking but... it on the DBZ ones we've watched, this is my least favorite. Well, yeah. maybe perhaps Lord Slug could turn things around, but uh... as in being a worse favorite or <laughs> either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it. I think you you might enjoy Lord. Yeah, I liked Slug the better. Garlic Junior one the best. Yeah, or whatever garlic one we watched. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Dead Zone. Yes, um, but yeah, I, I love these. It's it's nostalgic. It's a trip down memory lane, mm-hmm. and uh, even though we're in the middle of an incredibly balmy winter day, <laughs> it still reminds me of fall because yeah. it's overcast. Mm. So. <laughs> Yeah, I have a feeling our planet's going the way of the Tree of Might soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Soon the flowers will turn to glass and shatter, and then uh, the, the, the water will stop flowing, the fish will be flopping, and, yeah. uh... But maybe we got a few more years left in us maybe. before that. <laughs> and this podcast isn't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll be broadcasting up until doomsday, don't you worry. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, but yeah. We did it. We did. Yeah. Nice, quick, breezy, hour, ten minute episode. Love it. Yeah. But but good classic anime, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, you know. And, and all, when all is said and done, I do enjoy Turles. <laughs> He's got good villain energy. Yeah. Uh, I wish the other goobers did more. Yeah. On both sides, the good and the bad. But future DBZ movies will provide plenty of other uh, side goobers to do things mm-hmm. and monologue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But uh, thank God Icarus will be put down soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, 
Anything to say in conclusion? I... You know what I said. Bottom ranking so far, but I'm glad you bring these onto the pod. Of course. I get the appeal of them if you're a DBC fan. Of course. Yeah, it's cute. It's, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. Like, you know, it's. I'd rather have this short and sweet than three hours of this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Long and tedious. <laughs> Well, even so, um, mm. as always, uh, if you would like to uh, reach us on social media, uh, you can follow me on King underscore Danis on Instagram, as well as our adjacent Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast account, and our Facebook page. Uh, and where can they reach you, sir? You can find me at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter, and you can find my other podcasts, including Nightcaps at the Theater, where me and a few friends get a little drizzy drunk and watch some movies, and then coming at you tomorrow, oh wait, not tomorrow in the timeline of things, coming at you already, available on Anchor. Season 2 of Drink and Read starts up, mm-hmm. and we're reading Frank Herbert's Dune. Of course, yeah. yeah. So get your Akuchiwas out, and <laughs> the Gomjabar, and... Yeah. All that jazz. The pain box? You've been hyping that? You've yeah. been hyping it all for a while. I've been so. doing it. It's a, tw- a 13-week series I'm doing. Very nice. Yes. And uh, next week, we're returning to the Sinister Six. I don't know how we're going to beat the pairing of uh, Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill, and Congo. Yeah. Because that was really pinnacle Sinister Six right there. We're probably not going to, but no. we're going to try. No. We're going to try our damnedest. As <laughs> always, I'll be sticking to trashy, cheesy, and classy. Um, and two of them are very long films, and one of them I think Dan will like. The other two, Dan will not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I going to try to stick to my genre divisions, mm-hmm. um, uh, loose as best I can, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, I think it's safe to say that I'm going to need a Zenkai boost to get through that one. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you will, uh, you'll be there for it, but... Uh... <laughs> and not a dry husk, like normally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until we all go the way of Celebi... Have a nice week, and stay safe. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.